Welcome back to the WeBS show, a show where weebs talk about being weebs. Um, if you haven't watched our first episode yet, go do that now. It will explain who we are and what this podcast is going to be about. Other than that, welcome back to the WeBS show. I feel like that was a little bit redundant. Is that redundant, you guys? Hey, the people who've been around get two hellos. Yes, two hellos. Every episode, we doubled the number of hellos. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> oh my god, no. We, we need to keep track of that. We need to keep track of how many hellos in order to do that. So episode uh, for every episode you use it as a um uh, as a uh, to the power of. So it's power. two to the power of how many episodes. Oh gosh. So the third episode I have to say hello eight times? Yes. How dare you make me do math? I am art student. What is math, please? Agree. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the uh, accounting student where I do math all the time. <laughs> okay, you're our accountant now. You're in charge of all that stuff. Our okay. treasurer. <laughs> I might need to talk to you about sponsorships or something like that. How would we get money? <laughs> okay, forward me the emails and then that would be a great thing. <laughs> nice. I will talk about uh, uh, break-even points and stuff like that if you need it. I've taken financial managerial intro and um, I'm taking an advanced capstone class. Gen Z babes, we are so broke we can't even afford an actual accountant, but we got an accounting student and that's- How dare you? (laughs) I don't think you have your certification yet, okay? No, but I'm still accounting student. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Nothing. Hold on, the audio cut out and it sounded like you said Gen Zeebs. <laughs> I wish we came up with that before. That would have been a great name for this podcast. Dang it. Oh my God, yeah. Oh my gosh. Is it too late to change it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe we just call this episode Gen Zeebs. Gen Zeebs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, still, I technically don't have like a title for this episode. So we can Trademark. Totally go. <laughs> Gen Zeebs. Write down in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube. Should we change our name to Gen Zeebs? Anyways, we, uh, for those of you who didn't bother to see episode one and don't know who we are, uh, we are a bunch of adult Gen Zers. I'm Carrie, and I'm here with my other host, Cynthia. Hi. Nexter and Alex. Hey. <laughs> <No>. hey. <laughs> we are still learning about all this, just like everything. Did you skip over me? No, yes. I didn't. No, I didn't. The accountant, introduce yourself. Jordan. Hi. I just introduced for you. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Jordan's so important that they get uh, their own intro. They don't have to introduce themselves. Wow. I feel so important, but then I feel bad. <laughs> no, you're the most important one here. You know math. Yeah. yeah, I am. I am a gay person that does math. How is that is a, an anomaly in itself? You're, you're a, a witch. Burn the witch. You're a paradox. I know, right? Amazing. Anyway, I, I know science. That's that's about it. <laughs> so long as you know that the Earth is not fly, you're good to go, bud. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I know human anatomy science. Okay, oh, that is so important. Earth is flat? <laughs> okay, who got that from the conversation? 
What? Is the earth flat? No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going off a little bit off topic. So in this episode today, we are going to talk a little bit more about our experiences with the anime culture. In other words, what was it like growing up as a weeb? I know it's really interesting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for those um, listeners, we're still call- we're still calling them listeners, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Present mic reverence, right there. So for those listeners who don't know, um, all five of us, we actually don't live near each other, unfortunately. We or do we raised in different next door. Don't tell me you live next door right now. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know where I live. It could be in your attic. You don't know. It could be in all your attics. You know, if you lived in my attic, you'd probably fall through the ceiling. <laughs> you don't know how big I am. Maybe I'm very small. Maybe I lied earlier. Maybe oh I'm only God. an inch tall. <laughs> Anyways, all five of us, we actually live in different parts of the U.S. Um, Jordan and I, we both live in California, but different parts. Uh, Cynthia, I believe you live in Mississippi or was it Mississippi? Mississippi. But I masked my accent. Hold up. <clears throat> Hi, everyone. My name is Cynthia. This is my actual accent, but I tend to mask it because I hate my accent. I love Ooh. your accent. I love your I- accent. So exotic. <laughs> it's charming. Yeah. Um, Cynthia's from um, Mississippi, next door, I believe. I don't know which state you're from, but I know it's a Mormon state. And yep, I'm in Utah. Utah. And then yeah, I kind you of are from the land that. of gritty. Oh, no. <laughs> Is it weird that I find gritty kind of attractive? Yes. <laughs> So sorry, Alex. What about me? What? Something about being attracted to Gritty. Why was I involved? Because I said that you are from the land of Gritty, and then I went on a whole tangent of, like, how I find Gritty kind of attractive. The land of Gritty? (laughs) And I got something I need to send to you real quick. What do you mean? Well, anyways, it's pretty obvious we are from different parts of the U.S. and therefore we have very different experiences on what it's like to be a weeb growing up where we're from. And so we decided to spend this episode talking about what it's like growing up as a weeb in our respective areas. Now, of course, huge disclaimer, not all experiences are the same. Like, you know, somebody in California may have an experience compared to me and Jordan, but these are our experience and hopefully you guys can relate to them. Anybody want to spill some tea for what it's like to be a weed? Um, let me go ahead and go first because my face hurts. Uh, valid excuse. Okay, let me just pre, like, pre- go over this before I even begin uh in case our listeners didn't know I have grease burns all over my face so it's it kind of hurts to talk and I work in a restaurant I'll get to that in a minute anyway growing up in Mississippi you don't find a lot of anime stuff we used to have a bookstore it closed um we used to have a blockbuster it closed. We have a couple of game shops. 
but they're barely hanging on. So trying Stocks. to find, yeah, trying to find anime stuff in general is a pain in the butt. I got introduced to anime through a friend of mine who is no longer a friend. Um, and then I kind of pirated it off the internet for several years. And then I found out that we had a Comic-Con that comes around every summer. And it's a two-day event and I go one of the two days for a couple of hours and I soak up all of the anime that I can while I'm there. Anyway, I wanted to learn Japanese. I know a little bit, not, not too much. I, I can understand it better than I can speak it. Um, and because of this, I got a job at a Japanese restaurant. <laughs> where I work with food all day and I can't eat it. And um, I just answer the phone because it's kind of hard to understand the owners because they're not from America. So they have me answering the phone and taking orders because people can understand me better than they can understand them. But yeah, that's that's my story. There's, there's no anime here. Like, you have to go above and beyond to find it. I think, like, um, if one thing's for sure, the internet really helped us, like, introduce what anime really is. Because I feel like, mm -hmm. like yeah. you mentioned, um, with the bookstore and blockbusters, if you guys don't know what blockbuster is, please Google it. Um, oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, you're too young to be watching, listening to this. <laughs> They don't know what Blockbuster is. They're going to be so lost when we start talking about Yeah, hey, I didn't VHS. have Blockbuster. <laughs> I had family video, and it's still there to this day. Ooh. Hey, so did we. Until it closed, like two months after the Blockbuster closed. Aww. <laughs> F's for the Blockbusters and the family videos. Yes. Yeah. F. 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 F indeed. F in the chat. <laughs> so, Cynthia, um... I know that um, when you first like got into anime, your first anime was Black Butler, and then I guess later on you um, got introduced to Soul Eater and whatnot. Yeah. What like at what point did you like uh, realize that? Wait a minute, I could also cosplay these because I feel like for all of us who also cosplay, like we watch anime first, and then we're like, wait a minute, I want to be just like that character. <laughs> okay, so funny story about that. Now that you bring it up. I was actually cosplaying before I even knew what anime was. Um, I was a Harley Quinn cosplayer. Um, only, and I wasn't very big into the comics at the time. I only did it because somebody was like, you know, you could pull off Harley Quinn really well. And so I got interested and I was, I figured out who Harley Quinn was. And I watched all of the Batman animated series, all of the Batman movies, read all, well, not all of them. I have a bunch of the Harley Quinn comics and I got obsessed with Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until my first Comic-Con that I realized that there was more <laughs> than just Harley Quinn and comic book characters. Ooh. 
there was a Junko Inoshima who I simped over the entire time. Oh my gosh, drop the at. Maybe <laughs> sip over them too. <laughs> oh. Send the uh, well, well the, the thing is, it was Comic-Con and I was like 13. Uh, oh. <laughs> and I was nervous. I didn't, I, I didn't talk to her. Well, there is a Junko cosplayer who may have recognized a young Cynthia. Um, that's probably you. We love you, and Cynthia also loved you too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so Mississippi Weeb. That that's kind of the experience that was going on there. Um, yeah. Were you like what? How do I word this? I don't know how to word this at all. Um, I remember you also mentioned that like when you like prior to like middle school like being a weeb was kind of like ill what are you doing and then suddenly like if you you would animate you were the coolest kid on on the block or something mm-hmm. um okay so in elementary school I had just got like it was my sixth grade year I had just gotten into black butler so I I don't I don't think I was overly pushy with people saying hey you should check this out it's pretty cool um but people knew because I had a phone back then and I had YouTube and I could watch Black Butler in class I never got in trouble for it I basically owned my elementary school that's another story (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) But yeah, so I never got in trouble. I never, I, I, I had passing grades so nobody ever really cared. It wasn't until my seventh grade year that anime almost got me in trouble. And it was because I was going through a really tough time at the time and I didn't care what anybody told me to do. I wasn't gonna do it. I was gonna watch my TV and stay quiet and stay out of the way. And so people started bullying me for it. And then once I get to high school, um, everybody was like, oh my God, I've heard about this show, but I I don't know where I can find it. And so I'd just pop up out of nowhere and be like, honey, it's on Netflix. <laughs> Bye. And so <laughs> then I became the most popular girl in school. <laughs> thought for a second like they were like where can I buy this and then you would be in a trench coat and pull (laughs) like pirated poppies you'd be like you want the good stuff it's gonna cost you I feel like I knew someone who did that but I can't remember who wait what (laughs) that just sounds like something someone I know would do like I feel like I've met someone before who's done something like that but I don't remember who it was that would be a really weird alternate universe where anime is kind of like a drug and you would have anime drug dealers just standing. That sounds like a really good anime. <laughs> yeah. Somebody can I get some of that good uh, Black Butler stuff and I can upgrade myself to a uh, Italia? Yo, no, no, no. It's like a premium membership, right? And you got different levels. So it's like gold is like the lowest and then you have uh silver platinum diamond and like if you just get the gold standard you get 
this these couple of animes but as you get different memberships you get more and more animes i can't believe anime is an mlm now (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I'm just imagining. By the way, but by, by the way, anyone who's thinking uh, MLM as in men loving men, no, we're talking about multi-level marketing. <laughs> multi-level men, yeah. <laughs> Gotta climb up and slowly get into the better men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, men that's loving marketing. Dating. That's what dating is essentially. Men loving marketing. <laughs> I mean, then again, capitalism is mostly run by men, and like the shit that we have to deal with capitalism is because of men. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, man. I mean, really good at staying on subject. Yeah, <laughs> we are. But that's like really awesome with how, like, in Mississippi, that was kind of the thing with uh, sort of anime and whatnot. Usually, mm-hmm. like, has anybody also kind of experienced that like flow of like? At first, anime was like something where it's like, oh, you like that thing? Like, ew. And then suddenly it just became really popular, like, or something later on in life. Has any of you, other, have any of you guys also experienced that too? Oh, I have definitely. Yeah. Ooh. Alex, tell us um, more about it. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't said earlier, but I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um. So basically, in middle school, whenever I got into anime, Bleach was my first anime, um, I was pretty much the only kid in the school. Maybe there was one, uh, one or two others that knew about it, but they never, they never talked about it. And uh, I was pretty bullied for it. You know, people were like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. So I never really talked about it. Uh, and then I transferred schools whenever I got to high school. And I found out you know, there was a bunch of people there who actually did like anime. And luckily, I became friends with them. Um, But at that time, whenever I was just getting to high school, um, my mom's co-worker was this like mid 20s guy. And he's like, oh, you got to go to Teco. Got to go to Teco Shown. I'm like, what the heck is that? He's like, it's a convention for anime. And I was like, no, that doesn't exist. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, no, it exists. And so he decided for a day to take me. And I experienced conventions and I didn't cosplay, but I I got to witness a bunch of people, you know, cosplaying and you know, being immersed in it and everything. And then whenever I got into high school, my friends were cosplayers. And so they were like, oh, you should cosplay. And so my freshman year of high school, I cosplayed for the first time as Levy McGarden from Fairy Tale. And from there, the hole just got deeper and deeper and deeper and it continues to. So, um, I mean, when you live in a city with as big as a convention as like Teco, for instance, um, a lot of people from all over like the North kind of flock to this convention because it is pretty big. And not only that, but if, (laughs) 
if you are in a realm of like uh, anime and stuff like that it ends up branching to other things and unfortunately another thing pittsburgh is known for is the furry conventions Uh, one of the largest furry conventions in america which happens in pittsburgh and uh, just every year around a certain time you just see a bunch of people in furry outfits on the news and it's just like good for them (laughs) i'm not a part of this but they look like they're having fun and i mean there's a bunch of kids that like a bunch of parents like bring their kids to like meet people because they have like a small parade of it and like the kids love it because they're just giant animals that are colorful (laughs) but living in a city where something like teco has been happening for i mean it was happening before i was in eighth grade i believe so it's it's pretty popular and it's kind of like around that time people are like oh yeah anime anime and then as soon as the convention is over they're like what what's what's anime so it is popular where i'm from even back during that time but as soon as the convention was over nobody really talked about it unless you were in your groups and now because of social media and especially because of quarantine and stuff I think anime has become so much popular on a scale that I never thought I'd see. And again, I'm just like, okay, why aren't you all being bullied now because of it? Yeah, so it can be very different when you live in an area that has a huge convention. Because I've been going to like even Colossal Con, which is in Sandusky, Ohio, for a while. Um, I haven't been to a convention in four years now, though, because college eats my money, so. Yeah. But it can be very different when you're living in a city as opposed to, like, the middle of nowhere, so. Yeah. Yeah. When you said that y'all had a furry con, I was like, oh, my God. But, like, fun fact about me, I'm terrified of mascots. And if I saw a furry, I'd turn around and run the other direction. That's understandable. Not not because, not because the suit scares me. I was six when I found out about the Bunnymund Massacre, which Mm. is a mascot massacre. And I have never liked mascots since i was eight years old at disney world and terrified of mickey mouse yeah i don't remember what the convention was i'm sure if you look up pittsburgh furry con you'll find it but i mean it gets larger and larger and larger every year of course not right now but like yeah when you said furry and convention i all immediately thought of rainforest oh no oh my god (laughs) rainforest Okay, no, we're not so bringing not, that up here. I was so worried of people not knowing what it was. Um, but please look it up on Internet Historian if you're ever curious for our listeners, because he does a great job of explaining what it is and the disaster. <laughs> if furries can wear a full suit for 
six to 12 plus hours, you can wear a mask during this time. Yeah. Thousand percent agree. You're more incompetent than a furry. That is, that needs to be a poster for this time. It's like, if you think <laughs> that, get a mask that just says that on it. Yeah. If I a furry can wear a suit for eight plus hours, you can wear a mask. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. I think it can like relate a little bit to Alex being, well, I'm also from a big city too. Um, although I'm from the other, I'm from the other coastline. I'm from the West Coast. Uh, California, yay. So we're yay. <laughs> yay. Yeah, Jordan and I are both from California, but different parts of California. Yeah. So for where I'm from um, is a very like, not only populated, but just also the majority of people who actually live there, or at least like in the bubble, bubble that I live in are actually Asian. And so pretty much growing up, everyone knew what anime was, but there was this sort of idea where it's like, when you were younger, like th- there's the association of anything that's like 2D animation or 3D is associated for kids. Mm-hmm. And so as you start going to like middle school and high school and you were like, I want to be an adult, like if you liked anime, like everyone knew like what anime was, but like if you like were one of those people who were like, yeah, I like anime. All I talk about is anime, AKA me. You were kind of made fun of and like you were kind of seen as like, wow, you're being a bit immature. And I don't know if you guys like watch SNL, but there was this skit that was made a while ago on SNL. It's called J-Pop America Fun Time Now. I don't oh, know. I think I remember that one. Yeah. So for those who don't know, basically it's the sketch that made fun of like white people trying to like be weeaboos. Mm-hmm. So clearly they're like appropriating the culture and it's, it's supposed to be like a sort of like play on a trope kind of thing. If you were really obsessed with anime, you were most likely associated with those people, regardless of who you were and that was something that you didn't really want to like be known as because people are making fun of that and and like later on you realize it's very problematic even if you don't make fun of it but what's really weird is that um just like what Alex says um because I live in a big city basically I live in the city that holds fanime (laughs) and pretty much the whole entire like week of anime you would have all these like poster signs comes up and then you have a bunch of people that you know and maybe you don't even talk to suddenly they come in with like all the gear all the costume went on it's like wow all these people know anime and then it kind of disappears and that kind of felt similar to like after high school suddenly I go to college to another Asian dominated college and there suddenly if you didn't know what anime was you were you were considered to be living under a rock, like regardless of like whether you grew up on it or something, like suddenly anime is this cool hipster thing where it's like, oh yeah, I watched so-and-so as a kid and like, it's so amazing and blah, blah, blah. Like you have all these hipsters that are just talking about like overanalyzing like different like art styles of anime. And like, it just gets really weird where just like Alex says, like we need to bully these people. <laughs> we need to like bully these people who are not, we need our reparations for being bullied as anime lovers as kids. We really do. We I do. have. The, let me bully. Well, I don't want to bully anybody, no. But like, let's not. Yeah, let's not. We don't advocate bullying here. But like, it's gonna have that disclaimer every episode, aren't we? <laughs> Probably. Yes. But like, even even today, because what happened today was a great example of like 
how big anime has gotten. So my best friend is very much into J fashion. If you're not into J fashion or like J rock or anything like that, I highly suggest you looking it up because it's so cool. So many different types. It's beautiful. But anyways, he's in his J fashion clothes and there's a kid who's 10 to 12 maybe with his mom and he sees my best friend and he's like are you cosplaying and we just looked at him and he was like um my best friend was like no but I do cosplay and the kid was asking like oh what do you cosplay from and he knew what my hero academia was and like I I was just sitting there like this kid is like 12 how how does he know what this is like that wasn't even heard of whenever I was 12. Like, it, it's just crazy how much it's it's changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely crazy. Um, uh, yeah. That was... Yeah. Sorry for being a little awkward there. <laughs> no, it's totally all good. Fine. We're weebs. We're supposed to be awkward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pretty yeah. much. So... As I mentioned before, I live in a rather like very populated area in California. So in terms of unpopulated, kind of more out there area of California, Jordan, take us away. What was it like? Oh, um, I have I have like a list of the stuff that I was gonna go through for mine. So I was gonna say like Nexter could talk next and then it's surprisingly nerdy here. Like a lot of people are into anime and stuff. Like Go, like at school like nobody ever really like picked on me for like an anime or anything like a lot of the people there are like all the popular kids all watched it too so not the same ones but like, pretty much everybody's in the anime it's weird wow even weirder because we didn't have really any sort of comic cons or anything for years here like I think there's anime bonsai or something like that I don't remember the name exactly it's still going on though but for a while, that was all we had until like a couple of years ago, they made Salt Lake Comic Con and it almost immediately became one of the biggest conventions in the whole country. Oh my gosh. Like I Googled it a minute ago and it's the fourth largest in the US and it's only been going for like seven years, I think. Dang. Dang. I've been going every year because I'm cool and have money. Lucky. Lucky. We're broke college students. <laughs> Yeah, Nexter, yeah. why don't wait? So Jordan can help us with accounting stuff. Nexter, why don't you pay for our expenses? At okay, all? you're so rich. Woo, I'm the rich friend. <laughs> okay, we're gonna need to have like a full schedule. If everyone can send can send me like some information about like if they're particular of what situation they're okay with when rooming at next conventions, that'd be great. Well, yeah, we need to go to a convention together. Mm -hmm. Which one? We'll have a panel where we'll do a live episode of our podcast. That'd be cool. Unfortunately, <laughs> my best friend literally wants to make a career out of cosplay, so I probably already have a roomed book, but I have no problem going to a convention with all of you and visiting. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna say this now because while I'm thinking about it, my, my state's Comic-Con is in June. And y'all, if y'all want to go to it, y'all can stay at my house. I have plenty of room. Ooh. Or plenty of room. Oh. I have a futon and bunk beds and air mattresses. This would actually be 
a really interesting thing to talk about because I'm really curious and what you all think about this. How do you all feel about conventioning, like conventions happening right now? Like, Great question. Context, it's 2021. Yes, still in the middle of pandemic. Uh, vaccines are going to be just are distributing right now, but it's mostly going to be um, essential workers, first responders, stuff like that. And um, as the person who's probably going to be vaccinated after the homeless, it's, yeah. <laughs> My family, my grandmother and great grandmother have both been vaccinated, but everybody else in the in the house hasn't mm -hmm. just because, well, we don't, we're not at risk, mm -hmm. right. so it's not as big of a deal, mm -hmm. but the nurse in the family has been vaccinated, that's so. That's good, at least. That's good, yeah. at least. She well, works like with newborn babies, so, yeah. Aww. But like, what do you guys think about that? Like happening right now? Do you think it's irresponsible? It's like, it's uncomfortable to say yeah. the least. Because like, let's face it, we're all, um, even with all the mandates and stuff like that happening, like the fact that there is a risk of happening. I mean, like, I get being in tune with your body and understanding that if I get it, I'm responsible for it. But you're not only taking that into account, but you're also going to be responsible if you're the one spreading it. So there's a lot of thought going into it. I mean, like if you're going to be there and you think like you considered all of that, I mean, like, hey, good for you, I guess. But you still have to think about the risk of others and your effect on them. Even if you don't know, it's a big factor. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because me and my, uh, again, my best friend is a huge cosplayer. Um, literally, all of the conventions he scheduled to go to have been, like, pushed back to next year. Like, even Teco, I was talking about. Like, I don't even think it's going to happen this year. And it was pushed back last year. So, I, it is very much a safety hazard to me, personally, having a convention definitely i feel like the whole point of convention is you're there to meet people that you may have either never met before or haven't met for so long and mm -hmm. so the fact that we're in a pandemic where we're not really supposed to do that for the sake of safety for everyone it kind of it makes me a little upset that like there are people who are like let's go anyway you know even though mm -hmm. there's this thing going on. That being said, like, have you guys heard of like those virtual kind of um, conventions? Like, passion I was con? just about to say, what do you guys think about virtual conventions? Because OhioCon, which is a huge convention in Columbus, Ohio, mm -hmm. um, instead of doing it in person, they had a Discord server and they had it online. So, what do you heard guys about think about that? That seemed interesting. Yeah. If it's modern problems off, well, require modern amazing. solutions. Mm -hmm. I've seen like screenshots of like people at those conventions. Like I remember there was one that I went to um, briefly, Passione Con. I don't know if you guys have heard of Passione. Oh, yep. Yeah. They were holding some events and like I have some of my mutuals who were there, like partly because they were running it, but also partly because they were like there. Um, they would show like 
he would show like pictures of them. Um, and you got the photo booths and they would actually hold panels. It, it was basically kind of similar to what being in the convention is, except it's all in a Zoom meeting slash Discord um, server. <laughs> and I think it's actually pretty cool, especially like for me, who's, I, I've actually never been to a convention before. Like I've, I've thought about going to it before the pandemic. Um, but like, it was a nice way for me to like understand like what a convention is kind of like and not be overwhelmed by like what's there at a convention. I think that, I think they're pretty neat. They are pretty neat. Yeah. I think conventions are great. You need to find like the right one and especially the right people to go mm. to. My advice, I... I understand it may seem cool, but I live by this now after going to this convention for almost four years. Colossal Con is for adults. If you are not 21 and older, I would advise you try not to go. It, it would be a waste of time because whenever I went, nobody talked to me. It is literally a convention for drinking and clout. <laughs> so... I get it. It's at Kalahari. It's got a water park. Everybody's in bathing suits having fun. But it's gotten so restricted now. Like, oh, so. But if you do want a fun convention to go to, highly, highly would recommend Teco. It's very fun. Everybody is very welcoming. I've never had a terrible experience there, personally, so. Or OhioCon. OhioCon is very nice too, which happens in Columbus, Ohio. Haven't had a bad experience there either. Mm -hmm. Nice. Very nice. I'll definitely check them out when I can. <laughs> I just MS Comic Con. And as far as as the website says, as of right now, they are having Comic Con, but that is subject to change. Okay, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like last year it was open until like two weeks beforehand and they finally closed it. Mm -hmm. And I got so mad because I really wanted to go. Um, sometimes we have Anime Con, but I don't know. Or uh, yeah, Anime Con, but I don't. Let me see if um, Anime Con is coming here uh, this year. Doesn't California have a huge convention? I know my friend has mentioned I'll it before. Be damned. Comic -Con, San Diego? I believe or... in San Diego. There's a whole yeah. bunch there. Yeah, there's like um, a um, More specifically anime related. It's like the largest anime convention in the United States. Anime uh, Expo? Yeah. There anime we go. Expo. Yeah. I can't remember uh, exactly where it is, but it is, it is really a large uh, convention. I haven't been, but mm -hmm. I hear quite a bit about I, it. I think it's in LA. It sounds like that it sounds be. about right. Yeah. I mean, like, SoCal has a slightly bigger, like, kind of, like, Asian or anime-loving um, community compared to NorCal, mm -hmm. that's for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's 100% true that, like, NorCal is probably one of those places where it's, like, do you mind if we go back to the subject of, like, culture in the uh, areas? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to do that to segue to you. <laughs> okay. Um, NorCal is probably, like, okay um again I I think I said this in the first episode but people usually think of like oh are you from LA or from like Santa Cruz or San Jose or San Francisco I'm from um a couple of very small towns and small cities in Northern California so it's 
where I'm from, people don't, we don't usually talk about anime. And it's sometimes it's like, well, depending on the person, they really don't care. Oftentimes, like you'd find them as like, oh, okay. Or they'd playfully uh, talk about it with you where they just like joke about it, like at your expense. But it's not like they're hurting you intentionally. Well, except for the people I hung around with that we'll get to that in a second. (laughs) But weirdly in the area, we didn't have like big, big uh, shops and stuff like that. I think the most that we had for like getting stuff for anime was like comic book shops, fair booths like fairs would often have like maybe little cheap stuff like necklaces or keyblades from kingdom hearts and then you'd have hot topic i think since i I actually also explained like a previous episode my first exposure was Yu-Gi-Oh! the abridged series that got me curious into Yu-Gi-Oh! the original series and then what was known as season zero which is completely different from the card game aspect and it was mainly mind games and so I bought mostly manga from that and I found it at like Barnes and Nobles or Amazon for five bucks which was not that bad um I think in the area that I live in though there's not a lot of people who do care really a whole lot about if you watch anime or at least when I grew up um my brother and I would watch anime together, but he was very much a casual person. And I, I, I don't, I didn't handle it very well in my own eyes. I mean, like I was mainly like a f- giant fangirl in all of the definitions and I couldn't shut up, shut up about it. Cause I thought like, well, it's amazing. It's something that's really cool. And I think it's really fun to watch. I like the animation and I had friends that liked it too. But it was to a point where those friends no longer wanted to be around me. And so they threatened to either I watch anime and lose them or I shut up about it and keep it to myself and just keep being friends with them. So I was given an ultimatum at that point. I wasn't bullied, but um, I was kind of threatened. And I had to take a break from anime until college when in college, it was much more appreciated than anything else. And you could find larger groups of people online that do like the same things. And that's when I met um, my current significant other and he got me into JoJo's and I was kind of like, is this an anime? And he was like, yeah. And I kind of got excited because I was like, oh, okay, someone finally I could talk to that's excited about anime like I am. And it kind of, it kind of started from JoJo's and then I could watch a couple different mainstream animes now, like My Hero Academia and getting there slowly but surely. And then I got back into the old stuff I used to be in, but I went in more of a casual way. And I kind of became who I am now from it. But we didn't have much of an exposure and uh back then and now we have like it's so mainstream even in the small towns now people care (laughs) sorry that went too deep that went much deeper than i thought it was gonna go (laughs) no it's really fine no it's it's all good i mean this whole episode is about us talking about our experiences with the anime culture growing up yeah yeah i guess if we were i guess sort of question for all of us like if let's say that we've never heard of anime um up to like maybe 
a year ago or something or before we found TikTok or I don't know but like when we got onto TikTok um and we see like how the how the anime community has like developed mm-hmm. online and whatnot do you think the community that we see now it is inviting or like you would be like hey I actually want to join this or what I don't like, I guess it de- depends on certain fandoms. I agree on that. Uh, some fandoms would be extra protective and very much gatekeepy. I would also say it's more depending on the age range. Cause that, like, yeah, that too. Because sometimes I have met teenagers that are so gatekeepy, like uh, 13 and 14 year olds that are very gatekeepy and more along the lines of very protective. And if you threaten them, even with a disagreement, they see it as an attack. So then they won't be very welcoming unless like maybe you're into the same exact thing. But adults, they are so much more inviting and more open to talking about that kind of stuff and more open to people just enjoying it for what it is. Cough, cough, my hero, cough, cough. Oh my God, God, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think with any fandom, you're gonna find good people and you're gonna find bad people. It just really depends Mm -hmm. I think as a whole Mm -hmm. it can be inviting yeah agreed I will say though um when I first kind of joined the TikTok cosplaying sort of community like legit I was thinking you know this is going to be for one week nobody's going to see my content but I'm just going to post a video saying how I'm going to do this and I need some help like immediately like I started having like people kind of comment on my video and dming me being like hey here's some advice and like i have to admit like maybe not everybody got to experience this but one thing for sure like i feel like that was one of the most welcoming things that like i've ever experienced and like i just i just hope that everybody got to like experience that to like some degree or maybe even greater than that because that's actually really neat for somebody who never has done cosplaying and like has just gone back into anime and whatnot Mm -hmm. have you guys also had that sort of experience too when you guys joined tiktok honestly i missed like half this conversation because my cat can't decide if she wants to stay in the room or leave so i keep having to get up to go open the door for her (laughs) i have no idea what we're talking about Uh, kind of like the feeling of openness on um in our experiences with tiktok versus the beginning of our experiences is uh, in anime. So for TikTok, like, I guess when I first joined, I I mean, again, it really depends on fandom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I ended up catering to a niche of people who were pretty much desperate for more content. Yeah. <laughs> of certain Same. characters. Same. So... Mm-hmm. But then once I like interacted with the JoJo fandom as a whole, there were definitely some bad people, but a majority of it is pretty good. Mm -hmm. So as far as like anime community on TikTok, it just really depends. Yeah. Yeah. Much like anything else in life, it just really depends. It really does. It kind of is, it's very weird to kind of like, First of all, I got introduced mainly from like the dude bro jokes, quote unquote dude bro jokes of like Kakuin being donutted. Spoiler. Yeah, same here. 
um, versus mm -hmm. like when you go to TikTok and they have like a different exposure and you see like people on one side really hating dude bro jokes. And I, I'm also mutuals of two of those quote unquote dude bros. <laughs> and I'm dating one, a, a dude bro too. So I know like three of those. And it's kind of weird to see the difference between those types of people. And both of them to an extent could be very uh, protective of the types of content that they see. And if they see something that they don't agree with or they see as an, like, an attack, they will retaliate. I've seen oh, yeah. multiple points in like fandoms where they will retaliate at each other because they don't like each other's jokes or they disagree and it will become so volatile. Oh, when yeah, in reality, yeah. it's like we're discussing, like I'm not trying to minimize it, but we're discussing a TV show that has not real characters and you're being extremely protective of something that in reality doesn't matter as much as the fact that you're talking to another person and hurting what they enjoy, <laughs> hurting them for what they enjoy. I could just imagine oh, yeah. you saying that and then suddenly somebody might even comment and be like, that's not true. We're gonna already gonna have like an argument on that. Just I'm going to start arguments just from talking about that. Yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. I think it's important to discuss the fact that we're looking at we're looking at certain some things that we really enjoy, but we have to step back and realize like how protective we are of the types of media mm -hmm. that we that we consume. Because like in reality, what are you more concerned about? Are you concerned about the character and the jokes that you're making, or are you concerned about the fact that you're attacking another person based on these jokes? Yeah, I've had that happen to me personally, and it's one of the reasons I will never get into Naruto. Like, I just won't because the fans have ruined it so much for me because they're such gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I did one casual cosplay with a group, a Team 7 casual group cosplay on Halloween this past year. My friend made a TikTok about it which was just us sitting there eating ramen to Naruto music. We uploaded it and my gosh, the amount of people who were just like, you guys suck, your cosplay suck. It looks like Walmart Naruto. I mean, it got so bad to the point where people were threatening us. And it was like, this was a 15 second video of a casual group cosplay that we put together in four hours I think and like we were just it was Halloween we were enjoying time eating ramen mm. like you don't really like so it just yeah don't gatekeep people because yeah. you will literally turn people away from the thing you enjoy and that's not the point of anime yeah. I think the point of anime is to calmly introduce it to somebody and say, hey, I would like to talk with you about this, and I would like for you to join me in, on this. Like, isn't that the whole point of just anything in life, to introduce people to something you enjoy and allow it to grow? Like that, I 100,000% 100, agree with you, Alex. That is one of the most important mm -hmm. things, mm -hmm. is that gatekeeping ruins a lot of potential in someone enjoying something as a genuine thing. Like I, I would also bring up like toxic things a fandom does 
that ruins people's experience in it. Um, one of my mutuals, Jane Beamstar, um, he did amazing My Hero Academia content. He did, he was a Bakugo cosplayer. He was one of those people who would like casually make like ship content of like Kiri, ba- Kiri Baku. And he was kind of just a cool kind of dude, just casual, kind of nice. And he's quote unquote one of the dude bros, but he's more along the lines of just a casual kind of person. Like, hey, jokes of all kind are great as long as they don't hurt someone. Um, there were some things of the, have you guys ever heard of the Kachan We Were Five audio? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. It was yeah. that audio that pushed him away from the, the fandom. And it was people who were egging it on the fact that it was like, oh my God, look at this. Give it this attention. It was that attention type of thing that ruined people's experience, especially his experience. And he threw away his Bakugo cosplay. He sold a bunch of his his like merchandise from it. And now he's trying to introduce himself back slowly into it. But it was really tainted at that point with people being so toxic in the fandom by what they did and not towards other people so it's just kind of what some people do yeah honestly stuff like that is kind of why i ended up leaving the hitalia fandom eventually yeah i will say going back to like what alex um mentioned about like the naruto fandom by the way i feel i'm so sorry if like we end up having naruto fans attacking us for just talking about this i don't care i (laughs) I don't know. We're gonna get canceled on our second episode. <laughs> Play the apology clip. Play the apology clip. No, if there's anything you need to know about me, it is I am blunt and I do not apologize for words. <laughs> so, I, y'all Naruto I fans can much. attack me all you want. I don't care. I will yeah. be honest. I never really understood the hype of Naruto. I will say, like, Nar- I-, I mentioned this earlier, Naruto was kind of the first anime that I watched that got me into, like, anime in general, and I mm-hmm. re- actually remember that video that you, that, um, I believe you posted about, like, uh, you dressing up as Kakashi, and, like, yep. Par- at that time, I was debating on, like, what other, like, fandoms I should cosplay on, because I was just mainly doing JoJo, partly because that's my thing, like, I prefer to concentrate on one type of uh, fandom than the other, and I think that was like a rude wake up call for me to realize that how bad in a sense, like uh, gatekeeping can get because up until this point, you know, I've just kind of seen, I've just in my little bubble, trying not to cause trouble. Like everybody's being supportive. Oh, this is all good. And then seeing those mean comments like on your video and it kind of, it really broke my heart mainly because like, yeah. Naruto was in, in a sense, like quote unquote, my first love in terms of anime. But I think that, seeing that kind of also made me like a little bit worried about cosplaying from other fandoms now too like I don't know if you guys noticed but like the fandoms that I cosplay from are either like really small or like ones where everybody's just like yeah it's fine like you know you can just like laze it off or something and as much as I want to go into like other fandoms and cosplay those other fandoms like just the idea of like there are these people who are going to be going in there like doing that kind of terrifies me yeah it's It was definitely an experience for about three hours of our lives. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no. If there's anything I will agree with the, in the Naruto fandom, Kakashi is hot. He I, is. I won't lie. The white-haired boys get me, okay? They really do. But I, I will not spend agree on. 
<laughs> but I will not spend 300 plus episodes on an anime for just one man who is probably not in even two thirds of the show. Mm-hmm. The show's not about him. I like how you're into like white haired boys who have like sort of reddish eyes and like are considered to be like the sort of leader. Be quiet, you. <laughs> we'll get there for the next episode. We'll get there for the Valentine's Day. Are we also going to talk about ships and stuff like that in, t- in the uh, Valentine's Day episode? Probably. Probably. Everybody. Because that's a really, that's a topic I'd like to segue from this episode about the toxicity and fandoms. And oh, talk about gosh. ship content. <laughs> like that there's people, there are some awful things. <laughs> that Cross that bridge when we get to it. That's okay, cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, this has been very interesting. I've actually learned like, kind of a lot like on like what anime or the anime community for you guys was like growing up. Cause like, mm-hmm. you know, me being my little bubble, I it never I never really phantom like the idea of like nobody actually knows what anime is or everybody knows what anime is mm-hmm. or something like that. And so that was really nice hearing from you guys. Yeah, it was. It was really yeah. cool to get to know like that part of our lives. Yeah. And I think I think it's just so important to learn about that kind of stuff from people around you. It's just kind of like our exposure and how that kind of shaped us as people. Mm-hmm. My advice to everybody is um, get into... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, don't be a jerk. And also um, do your best to branch outside of the popular animes as well. Because that's mm-hmm. something I was going to mention about the TikTok thing the tiktok anime community is very very much what's popular and if you stick to what's popular you are going to miss out on some really really good shows Mm -hmm. and yes i get it the 90s early 2000 animes their art style is very jarring but my gosh some of it is fantastic Mm -hmm. so Surround Agreed. yourself with good people. Don't bully. And Anybody want to recommend some less popular animes for all our viewers this month? Danganronpa. Danganronpa. Yes, that is a very <laughs> unpopular one. I never heard of it. Yeah, oh, what is oh Danganronpa? <laughs> what is I Danganronpa? know what this is. <gasps> oh my god. Okay, so basically how do I even describe this it's basically a bunch of high schoolers that are like the best at their profession so like the ultimate baseball player is one the ultimate pop star so on so forth and they're stuck in a high school and like the whole premise of the show is that they have to kill each other to get free and it's like class trials and if the killer gets caught the killer dies in something themed to what they they're like specialized in and then if if the killer doesn't get caught everybody else dies and the killer goes free <laughs> it's also it's a bunch show. of video games it's a lot of video games it's a it's a lot of video games plus there's like the first season of it on um on hulu which yeah I, um i think it's uh the first season goes along with trigger happy havoc yeah, the that's, that's the name of it is Trigger Happy Havoc. I forgot what the second and third game is, but all I remember from the second game is 
Gundam Tanaka. <laughs> that um, I know that soundbite as well, and it makes me laugh. I only know that name, and that's all I know about it. I love him so much. I don't know much about the second game, but I love him so much. <laughs> um, other animes to recommend that are not popular. Okay, Mob so Psycho 100. Killing Harmony. Yes. It's Degenrompa, Killing Harmony, uh, Trigger, Trigger Happy, Happy Havoc, and then there's uh, the Rompa Girls, which is Genocide or Show and um, Nayagi's sister. I can't remember her name. Have you guys heard of Dororo? Yes. I have, but yeah. I haven't I've been meaning into to it. watch it. Yeah, it's actually pretty nice. Like, I, I feel like it's one, it's starting to become a popular kind of series on TikTok, but like, I don't think it's at that level of popularity yet, but it's so cool. Like, it's, so it's really cool. You guys should check that out. I guess that's my contribution for um, <laughs> under I mean, animes, but I'm not even sure. <laughs> how many of us have have heard of uh, One Punch Man? Oh, yes. I love that yeah. show. I, I, that's, yeah. The same the same uh, author of One Punch Man does a series called Mob Psycho 100, which I highly I need to if watch. You love that. JoJo's. You'll love Mob Psycho. Wait, they're written by the same dude? Yep. Yep. Huh. I mean great. to watch it. Now I got more of a reason to. It's a it's a great show. Um one of it's brings in some of my favorite characters, which one of them is named Reagan. Reagan is a con man uh, psych, uh psychic. And he brings in a child, um he brings in kind of like a student worker that's also interested in the uh, supernatural realm, who is an actual psychic. Nice. That's really nice. If you like, also, if you like JoJo openings, you're going to love Mob Psycho openings. Ooh. I'm going to add that to my list now. <laughs> All I you think... guys are... Oh. What oh go ahead. No. All you guys are recommending ones that I've heard a little bit about, and then I was just going to recommend one I don't know if anybody here has actually ever heard of. What is it? Polar Bear Cafe. Oh, I have never. It's about a polar bear that runs a cafe. Cafe. Oh, it's very cute. I love it very much. I need to. I've only watched like one season of it, but it's very cute. I think for me, what I would recommend, uh, I have a few. Um, If you definitely know about Sailor Moon, but you also happen to like ballerinas with really really good story it's called princess tutu princess tutu my gosh beautiful mwah. gorgeous animation mwah. just it is a beautiful cinematic masterpiece that y'all should understand the complexity of mm-hmm. um another one that i would recommend is wolf's rain mm-hmm. is very much i don't want to say it's a splice of life but it's like a very chill adventurous and I mean it's got wolves in it I assume it has rain I know it has snow in it but it it's a very interesting show to watch and lastly if you like My Hero Academia I will recommend to you the anime that walked that allowed My Hero to run and it is called Tiger and Bunny 
I am yeah. interested now. <laughs> I feel like I've seen a little bit of that, but I don't Tiger remember. and Bunny walked so my hero could run, and it is so good. After this recording, Alex, I would love to talk to you more about My Hero Academia. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, wait, guys, I have one more anime for us to, to recommend that's totally underrated and, like, everybody should watch it because it deserves way more fans. Yes. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> oh, you're right. Absolutely. I've never heard of it. What is this anime you, you speak of? Ooh, what is oh. the show? Okay, so JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is about a guy named Jojo, and he goes on a bizarre adventure. Sounds bizarre. Sounds bizarre. And I heard that they're going to come out with this new season. Uh, apparently, it's called the Squadron OVA, but I'm not sure. <laughs> that is currently a rumor. I was expecting you to say Stone Ocean, and I don't know which of those I'd be more excited for, honestly. <laughs> I will no. say the Rohan OVAs are coming to Netflix here soon. They're coming Ooh. out on the 18th, and I'm so excited. Yes. Oh my god. I've seen the live action, like the first three episodes of the live action Rohan Kishibe, Ooh. and oh my Ooh. Oh my god. I need to watch so that still. Uh, it's, uh, Poco Translations on YouTube has full episodes. Yes. Okay. Just a, like how we watch illegal downloads of anime on YouTube, you're still doing <laughs> shit now. Well, it's not anime if it's live action. I mean, you're right. <laughs> I was really hoping Carrie Nobody would bring up JoJo's because to me, I 100% agree that Georgia fans need to calm down oh, a little absolutely. bit. <laughs> yeah. no All of us will agree here, that. JoJo's is amazing, but I will be the one to say it is a very peculiar taste. You have been warned. I, if you yeah, get into it, you can't get out of it, and that's the problem. Only There's people the- with an IQ of over 200 can understand the complexity and beauty of Are Jojo. you comparing JoJo's yeah. to Rick and Morty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. um i will say that if you are someone who has a peculiar peculiar taste in animation jojo's will be a kind of a hard one to kind of get used to because (laughs) the animation has quite um if you like big buff men and specifically big buff men you're gonna like the show We'll talk more about Big Buff Men in next episode. Oh, yes, we will. (laughs) We will. Well, anyways, that's it it for today for our episode here on the WeBS show. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining in on our show. And as you can probably tell, next episode, we're going to go into the world of love. I don't know why you say it like that. I don't know why I said it like that. Kiss, kiss, fall in love. Kiss, uh, kiss, fall in love. That'll be our intro for no, next no, 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 episode. No, 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 we no. just we play don't that. Copyrighted, please. Oh. Oh, sorry. It's alright. Will we get copyrighted if we just do a really bad cover of it? Yeah. Kiss, kiss, let's all simp. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Kiss, kiss, catch these hands. <laughs> <laughs> There are children listening to this. There better not be children. Be gone, children. Go grow up. Be gone. Thought. <laughs> hey, we can't call kids thoughts. That's right. Uh, you don't know what thought means, plus. right? Be gone, kitties.
I was. Like, <laughs> you guys know what thought stands for, right? That hoe over there. Yes. Oh, it does. Yes, yeah. that's what it, that's what it means. That's a thought. Now I know. But yeah, see you guys next time on the WeBS podcast. Bye. 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 Bye.